Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the VR2 on SI podcast. I'm your host, Jack Foster, joined by VR2 on SI writer Jake Nichols. We got a second podcast in a row. It's really fun times here at VR2. Today, we are going to be going over Tennessee's fall camp media day, really the first glimpse we've seen of Josh Heupel and his crew in actual football season as it is here, which is so exciting. A lot of stuff was mentioned by Heupel and company that Jake's going to get into, especially regarding the QB room and the battle going on there. But first, as always, Jake, how's your day going and how pumped are you for some Tennessee football in Rocky Top in less than a month now? Man, it's uh, it's been going well. Obviously, a, a packed day today with media day and then getting ready for the the start of fall camp on Wednesday. But um, a lot of questions still to be answered. A lot of things asked today. But like you said, football season is just a month away. And, um, you know, now that now that camp season is here, it's it's inching closer. So it feels really good to be back and and felt really good to, to be back in a normal media setting today, too, with you know, without having to go through a press conference on Zoom. That was great. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, it's it's here and I'm glad for it. But before we get into what you saw today and everything like that, first, I want to tell you guys about Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations. If you're looking to book travel at any time in the year and don't want to do all the work, just contact our friends Beth and Price at Acker Travel Company to let them do the work for you. Acker Travel Company is currently sending you a $50 Visa gift card to book with them. I mean, what's there to lose? Give them a call now to find that dream vacation. Well, Jake, I know we had SEC Media Day where Heupel and others spoke, of course, but this was Tennessee's fall camp media day. A lot more going on, focusing on Tennessee football. Obviously, anyone who has been keeping up with Tennessee football this offseason knows that the quarterback battle is dominating the drama in the headlines. So first, let's get into that. What was said regarding this situation today? Um, yeah, he talked about uh, all four guys, you know, Brian Maurer, Hendon Hooker, Joe Milton, and um, Harrison Bailey. Um, obviously, you know, touching on each of those guys, Maurer has, has shown some ability in his time at Tennessee, but obviously for the majority of his time here, that's bordered, um, you know, kind of that threshold of recklessness. And then, um, then Hendon Hooker, obviously one of the newcomers out of Virginia Tech, um, showed some promise during the spring, showed some ability to run during the spring game, scored a, a touchdown on the ground, I believe. And, but also um, threw a game-changing interception to Warren Burrell. And then obviously you go to Harrison Bailey, who really started to shine last season um, late uh, during the year after he got some reps that, you know, I think he deserved earlier last season than what he was allotted, but still made those moments count. So he is a, uh, a guy to watch, obviously, going into fall camp, as is another newcomer, Joe Milton, obviously a, a very big name coming out of Michigan. And he, he kind of had an up and down stint there in Ann Arbor. But, you know, the, the first thing Alex Golesh today noted about him was his size and obviously uh you know Milton is a a big dude but whenever you walk out and and see him in media availability sitting on one of those chairs um it it really dawns on you just how big this guy is and Cade Mays touched on that as well that you know that that he's not like any other quarterback he's seen that he looked more like a defensive end to Cade whenever he walked in um for the first time so obviously a uh a very diverse room with a lot of different skill sets. But, um, 
Yeah, Josh Heupel talked about that during his opening press conference. He talked about the possibility of having um, a two-quarterback system and, you know, how that that wasn't what he's run before. It wasn't what um, won him a national title as an assistant at Oklahoma. But, um, you know, he's, he's had experience with that um, before, as has Alex Golesh but that they would prefer to kind of have that one guy. And, and as Golish said, the one guy to hang your hat on, but um, still that we could see multiple guys taking snaps this fall, but you know, that they, I think would like to have um, one guy, at least for certain that they can kind of put that trust in that, that Heifel talked about. Yeah, of course. And I feel like the quarterback, uh, you know, decision is still very much so up in the air as far as, you know, yeah. Tennessee fans and all of us are, um aware of anyway but um yeah and, and I think it could be more you know situational where you know you have one guy taking the majority of the snaps and then maybe putting another in in, in short yardage or in in must you know gain situations I guess you could say where do you need Absolutely. um somebody more with their legs or or vice versa so you know I think it's all um situational and, and they didn't rule out the idea of multiple guys taking snaps so I think that's a positive given, you know, Tennessee's quarterback situation in the past that that the more the merrier at this point, you know? Yes, absolutely. More options is always better. And just right. like you said, Hinton Hooker is going to see the field. Harrison Bailey's obviously going to get up there at some point, probably Joe Milton as well. Got to see what the new kid has. But um, moving on, just kind of with the rest of the offense, I know Golesh touched on the tight ends kind of specifically, but just what was said regarding the receivers, running backs, everything else on offense. Um, yeah, so as far as uh, receivers, one thing that really sticks out to me is what Joe Milton talked about. I asked him about the receiving core that he's come into and what he likes him about, about them so far. And he mentioned, you know, their size, their speed, how, how they catch the ball on open field and their ability to run crisp routes, but also just that, that they're really funny. And uh, he really um, kind of likes the humor in the group, but how they know, you know, when to uh, to channel that humor, but also when to flip the switch when they're on the field. And that he's he's really liked that group so far. And, you know, Valus Jones, obviously a leader in that room. But you've also got guys like Walker Merrill, like Jalen Hyatt, um, you know, guys that have experience in the system now and that could be uh, that will be big contributors this fall and especially in the case of guys like uh, Jones and Hyatt, you think about Josh Heifel's system and kind of that vertical attack and, you know, that quick moving pace that we've heard so much about that can really, really benefit them. So I think that, that there's a lot of excitement around that room. They've talked about what a dream it is to play in this kind of offense. I know Valus Jones has. And so it could be a lot of fun to watch how that group progresses through fall camp. Um, Going over to uh, to tight ends, um, you know, you look obviously at Jacob Warren and Princeton Fant. Obviously, the the departure of Austin Pope is one that that hurts him personally, but also um, right. the team that that Golesh talked about. You know how he's not even you know worried, or not not that he's not worried, but that he's not even concerned as much about what it does to the tight end room and to that depth as much as he's, you know, worried about how it affects Austin as a person because he was so excited to, to come back and, um, and, you know, to put on the orange and white for that last season and just talked about how much, frankly, it sucks 
to lose a guy like Austin Pope with his mindset and with his uh, work ethic and just how much he loves the game of football to have to step away like he is. Um, but then you've got uh, guys that can step in, you know, Jake Boren, um, who talked about uh, just his time in the, in the Tennessee system, being from Farragut, kind of a local guy that, you know, could, could see some, a lot of time this fall. Then Princeton Fant, obviously, um, another one that could, could see um, several minutes in Pope's absence. But then even some younger guys, you know, uh, Miles Campbell, Golesh has talked about him a whole lot. And he really showed flashes in the spring. So I'm excited to see what we see from him um, this fall. And then Julian Nixon as well. I got a chance to see Julian last fall at a game in Georgia when he was in, still in high school. He was actually a wide receiver for that game. Tennessee has moved, moved him to a tight end spot just because of his size. But the way that the guy shook off tacklers on one touchdown run that I got of him, or one first down run, excuse me, was just otherworldly. So um, that group is going to be really fun to watch, I think. And then even Trinity Bell, who's uh, still banged up right now. But um, Jacob Warren talked about how he's been out there with the group and how he's been working, um, you know, as much as he can. But then going off to uh, the running backs, obviously Jabari Small, even though he's only a sophomore, is returning the most experience with that group. And, you know, the, the first thing that Golesh talked about with him was the maturity and the, the maturity and the consistency that he's seen from uh, Jabari Small and just how much he wants to lead that group um, D Beckwith and Tyon Evans are another couple guys that have shown really high promise. Um, and then uh, those guys have, have done well. Um, you know, Tyon, they talked about just his speed so far and his ability to adjust. And D Beckwith, I think Cade Mays said that he looked like a transformer in the backfield, which, you know, that's <laughs> what you get with a six foot five, 230 pound running back as opposed yeah. to. Uh, to handing off to somebody smaller. I think I saw a quote too, where, where Brian Maurer mentioned that, you know, he had gotten used to handing off to Eric Gray and Ty Chandler, you know, they're five ten, five eleven, And so all of a sudden you're handing off to D Beckwith and it's like handing off to Derek Henry jr, which, you know, pretty, uh, pretty apt description, but um, <laughs> a lot of inexperience in the running back room, but I think still a lot of positivity there and, and what that group could do. Um, and then, you know, I, I went over the wide receiving core, um, touched on the quarterbacks and then the offensive line as well. Uh, you know, Golesh mentioned that um, Tennessee's offensive line, that, that Cade Mays, as versatile as he is, that he can play guard or tackle, that he can switch around. And he said today that he's comfortable at any of those. And so, you know, that uh, they don't have that first five determined yet, but that Cade Mays will be one of those guys. And so, you know, I think it's, it's comforting or should be to know that Tennessee brings back a guy with such experience that's obviously um, Cade Mays started at Georgia and, you know, was um, a hefty presence last fall, but should be one again this year. And he talked about, you know, not just uh, how much it means to, to be back at Tennessee, but how much it means to, to wear that orange jersey and about how he's grown up, you know, wanting to play for Tennessee, just being from Kingston, being, you know, 30, 40 minutes outside of Knoxville and what that means to him. So um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think a lot of optimism, 
but still a lot of questions left to be answered, especially, you know, like you mentioned in that quarterback battle. Um, it should be interesting to see who comes out on top, obviously. Josh Heifel mentioned that he would like to have a starter or would like to have a starter determined um, going into the game week against Bowling Green. But um, obviously uh, a lot of questions on that side of the ball. And there were even more, I think, on defense, even more questions with that linebacker room especially. But given the transfer portal and the way that Tennessee has gone through it, and especially with the way that they've talked about those guys today, I think that that uh, people's minds should rest a little easier, especially with those linebackers. You know, you've got guys like Juwan Mitchell and William Mohan coming in, um, yeah. bringing a wealth of experience at that spot, and that can make immediate impact. So that immediately does wonders for that group. And Josh Heifel said today that, that the room looks completely different than back in the spring that, you know, he, even in the, in the spring that he would have taken – uh, would have plucked one of us from um, in the media seats and stuck us at linebacker just to have some more depth. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that says a lot about where the position group was. But, um, but you know, and then we went over um, DBs the other day and then uh, and the defensive line, I think, could be another strong point with the depth that they have, um, especially with, with guys like Matt Butler leading the way. We heard from Butler today and you know, he talked about how much he cherishes this last opportunity, um, especially given last year. So, um, you know, more than more than the positions, though, I think what really stood out to me was the transparency that this group has and the transparency that Josh Heifel has. You know, we've we've heard over and over again that they preach that aspect of family and that they have that off field culture that they've created and that these guys have bought into so quickly, even guys that, you know, were not recruited, obviously, by Josh Heifel. And um, whether they've come in via transfer or um, whether they came in under Jeremy Pruitt. But, um, you know, they have really grown together in a very short amount of time. And Heifel talked about that as, as one reason why we saw so many different guys today um, being out there in media availability, because I have, you know, never seen that happen. And then John Adams from the Knoxville News Sentinel noted that in his uh, wide-ranging career that he's never seen anything like that, where you have four quarterbacks out on the first day of, uh, of camp ready to talk to media, but then also have just 11 different guys across the roster ready to um, speak at a moment's notice. And that's what happened. You know, they, they set them out on the practice field, and we literally walked from player to player um, getting their thoughts on fall camp on this season on kind of just a wide array of topics, but that Josh Heupel talked about that and, and talked about how they want uh, that transparency for the fans, that they want to be able to give you a deep look into this program and to show that they're doing things the right way that, you know, that uh, the trust is there, that, right. you know, the, the family aspect that they have grown close together. And because, you know, I, I think that's a, a big point because um, never before have we seen, or have I at least seen anything like this in the Tennessee football program where it's just opened wide for people to see and where they want to make sure and show people you know, the closeness of this team, but also that they know what the motive or what one of the most important aspects is, and that's the fans. 
and want to make sure that they have access to their team and that they know what's going on because the, the level of, uh, of um, investment, I guess, that people have in this team from around the state is so monumental. And that I think that Josh Heifel realizes that. And could you really tell that there was a lot of confidence within these players about the upcoming year and stuff as well? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that, um, that uh, you know, Heifel talked about that as far as his quarterback competition, but I think it also translates to the roster as a whole that, that trust breeds confidence. And right now they've started to establish that trust. And, um, you know, we'll see in the coming days whether they can establish the confidence to go with it. Alex Golesh mentioned for Joe Milton that, um, you know, they've seen him in workouts. They've seen him around his teammates. But they haven't seen him yet face any adversity. And so that's kind of where the, the real test will come in is kind of like Golesh said earlier today, when it gets hot, when the pads are weighing heavy, when you're thirsty, when you're tired, um, when the, the real, you know, drudgery of fall camp sets in and you're going through those long practices and have to really grind it out with uh, your teammates, that's where that trust is going to come into play. And that's where that off-field bond and that confidence is going to come in. And so I think that we'll see um, here in about a week or so how that really shakes out. Right, yeah. And just going back to the team, you know, comfort breeds confidence and confidence typically breeds success so hopefully all this will translate to the field come September and right. uh, bef before we go here just a couple more notes I just anything else about transfers going into depth on the transfers are there any newcomers vaccines anything else you want to mention before we hop off here about the media day yeah um I apologize I'd forgotten to, to go into that earlier um <clears throat> but as far as uh transfers you know I mentioned Juwan Mitchell and um, William Mohan, but also um, they've talked a lot about uh, Kamal Haddon and then Brandon Turnage in the defensive back room and just what experience they bring. Um, you know, Trevon Flowers said that they're both really athletic guys, that they can both make plays and that they've both really stood out to him so far. Um, obviously, we've, we've noted Milton um, in the quarterback room, but I think that it, it really shows that even though he lost 26 guys to the transfer portal that Josh Heifel has still been able to build back at least some of that depth that he noted today that, you know, that they're, they're obviously not where they want to be as far as depth um, to be an SEC program, but you know, that they're, um, they're kind of starting to, to figure things out and build some of that back. And so I think they've done a good job of that through the transfer portal and through bringing guys in. And, you know, that, that says something too, like I said about, you know, the transparency within the program and the trust that they've developed, that it's not just the, the Pruitt guys that are talking about this family atmosphere and, and what they've developed, but even the newcomers, you know, that have bought into to what they've seen around this culture, around this Tennessee program, and they want to be a part of it, and they've spoken highly of it as well. Um, but then as far as the, the COVID uh, portion of it, Obviously, um, we hope we get to go through a, uh, a full normal season right now, still set to have full capacity at Neyland Stadium. But um, they did have players spaced out again today at the media availability and then requested that media remain six feet back um, mm -hmm. for for availability. But um, hopefully everything will will go smoothly from here on out. 
Um, but Heupel did mention that uh, that I believe that the team is not yet to the 80 or 85% vaccination rate, but that he will be sure. And I think it was Trey Wallace that asked, but that, uh, that he will be sure and let Trey and, uh, and the rest of us know as soon as they are. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. you know, it goes back to the transparency thing. It's great to have a transparent coach like that, you know, especially yeah. and if you're in the media. <laughs> it is. And, uh, but, you know, I think that it also, um, that given what Greg Sankey said about, you know, teams not being at that uh, vaccination threshold, you know, if that would mean that if, if Tennessee isn't, by the time kickoff rolls around, that they would still have to undergo weekly testing. And so if that were the case and you have too many guys test negative and can't play, then no longer would that game just be rescheduled. It would be a forfeit. And so, you know, anyone that, that says that they don't care about the COVID rates within this program, you don't care about winning. Right. <laughs> Yeah, got to get that under control. I mean, just I just hope we can have a normal season. Last season was yeah. Or I said COVID rates, vaccination rates, but yeah, I got all, really. It's kind of it's kind right. of interchangeable there. Exactly. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm a student, and we're gonna. Ha- There's more regulations than I thought than they had originally planned for already, but right. hopefully, it doesn't get too crazy like last year. So. Yeah, you guys are going to – I think I saw the other day, you guys are going to have to wear masks in the classroom, but, you know, hopefully right, it doesn't yeah. get worse than that. Yeah, as long as the dining spaces are open, I'm chill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that was the worst part about it, man, just having to having to find somewhere to eat outside in the blistering heat or the freezing cold. But yeah, So yeah. long as the, the ice cream machine at Stokely is open, you're good to go, huh? That's right, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, uh, if you don't have anything else to go over that you want to go over, I appreciate you hopping on with me tonight, man. Man, no problem. Um, Be sure and stay locked in at uh, our VR2 on SI page on Twitter. Um, Give me a follow at jnichols underscore 2121 for everything you need to know Tennessee football. Um, I will be covering the Vols for us from the press box this fall and then giving you everything you need to know from Haslam Field for fall camp as we build towards September 2nd, that first night of the Josh Heupel era. So obviously try to uh, stay tuned in for that, for everything we're bringing you. And then be sure and stay with us at um, Tennessee on Sports Illustrated online as well, as we will bring you all the content from the first fall camp of the Josh Heupel era, like I said, leading right up until kickoff against Bowling Green. Jake, you said it all, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. You sure and keep up with us. Jake's going to have some great stuff this season. I'm looking forward to working with you, man. All right. Excited, man. And thank all of you for listening. We love all of y'all's supports, which allows us to do what we love week in and week out, and that is to talk Tennessee sports. We will have another football pod coming soon, probably next week. And for Matt or for Jake, sorry, (laughs) I'm Jack Foster, and we will catch all of you wonderful people next time.